think that this is often where conflict comes in around money is that we skip right to the planning and dividing tasks. And because we don't have a, an understanding of the beliefs and the fears and the meanings um, behind like all of our money stuff with each other, that those planning and task dividing times just don't work. Hi. This week on the podcast, I'm talking all about fighting about money in our relationships. And I wanted to let you know that if this is helpful, there is a short worksheet that you can download. There's a link in the show notes, um, and that will help you to explore some of the things I'm talking about in this episode in a little bit more depth. Okay, I hope you enjoy. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about money fights. I think this is incredibly common and just doesn't get enough airtime. We just don't talk about money stuff enough and money stuff within couples. Um, and yet it can cause huge rifts, huge tensions, and can also be really connecting, I think, in, in different ways. I think listen to this with an open mind, a curious mind, um, and see what of what of these kind of parts you bring to the relationship and um, how that might be different to your partners. I think it can be a really, a really, really useful thing to explore. I also think it's one of those things that we enter, say, at like stage six in terms of fighting and we try to fix at that stage as well. And actually we need to do so much more kind of preparatory work before we get to okay, but how do we deal with money in our in our couple, in our relationship? And so the purpose of this podcast is to give you ideas of things to look at, questions to ask yourself and, and your partner, conversations you could have together, things you could journal around or think about yourself in terms of how your own kind of relationship with money has developed. I think this is a really, like it's a really complex thing. And so it's also not going to be, done in one conversation or done in one sort of journal entry so give yourself space and time with this I think this is a process and again a journey that you'll go on together and yeah I really hope it's helpful so we will experience our, like our relationship with money will be different even if we've grown up in very similar circumstances, even if we um, were assigned the same gender at birth, even if we've grown up like with the same gender, I think that within kind of, we're in the stage of late stage capitalism and we need money, we need it to live and survive and exist in the world, but we will relate to it in such different ways. We would have had so many different experiences and tiny experiences can make um, huge impacts on us so this could be kind of memories about how money was spoken about at home when you were growing up what the feeling around money was like whether there was enough um, whether even if there was enough it felt like there wasn't enough that it felt there was like real scarcity around it that you knew it wasn't up to your parents or it wasn't up to you that it was up to somebody else to give money there's all sorts of like really complex things that will go into it. And then, of course, layered within everything else in a family um, in terms of kind of power and gender and um, privilege and how your family would have been connected in society. 
So I think it's really useful then to ask like specific questions. So what does money mean to you? What are the beliefs that you each hold about money? So for me, I have done lots of kind of money work in the last few years. But when I first came to it, I did a, a money course with, well, a coaching program with Ray Dodd. And I kind of, at the beginning, I felt like I don't have any money stuff. <laughs> I'm totally comfortable with my relationship with money. And it was so um, useful to have some of that unpacked, in a, especially in a group, because then you have obviously so many different experiences of that. And Ray is really good at asking questions and directing you kind of in gentle ways. So, yeah, some of the beliefs, I guess, that I would have carried is that my parents worked hard and they were in kind of professional jobs and they, I suppose, would have worked hard and somebody would have given them money. So there was lots of um, lots around kind of earning money rather than making or creating money. And so part of my money stuff is that you have to work really hard for a really long time <laughs> and and then money will be given to you. It's like a reward, I guess. And I had no idea that that kind of belief had formalized for me. And then in my partner's family, I think money was quite different in that I think, yeah, I think they had more money and also his mum, I think, earned more money than his dad. Yeah, there's just there's so many layers to it, but that also they were more kind of creators of money rather than earners of money. And yet my partner has his own kind of anxieties about money. And I comparatively grew up with less money, but still incredibly privileged. I think that um, in comparison to other white middle class people in South Africa, we didn't have a lot of money. But in comparison to all the people in South Africa, we were incredibly privileged. And so I I don't really have a, a kind of scarcity around money. I feel like money can be expanded and created, but I've had to work quite hard to get there. But yeah, I, I guess I carry sort of money memories about things of when the, the end of the month came and we would eat a lot more lentils or a lot more beans on toast. And so for me, food is also a signifier of money and of there being enough around sort of like scarcity or lack or not enoughness and so food can often trigger my money stuff whereas for my partner it's very different again and these like thousands of these little iterations in our lives so lots of these kind of memories and beliefs will be lurking and I think you have to go looking for them I don't think that they're always very obvious sometimes they can be about like an interaction that you had when you were tiny I remember my mum telling us a story about how um, when she was growing up my grandfather we call him Opa who's Afrikaans and he had given her money to go and buy something I can't even remember what it was like a record or something <laughs> very old and she had come back and she'd kept the change and he was furious with her and this obviously um, left a really big impact so she'd tell us the story and so that for me is, has stayed with me. It wasn't even my experience, but this memory of someone else's experience. And so, yeah, I think have conversations about with your partner, like what does money mean to you? How do you imagine it comes to us? What memories do you have? What specific memories? What is the like emotional quality of those memories? Do they feel frightening? Do they feel 
like there's a sense of plenty and expansiveness and how are your two experiences very different or the same and then once you get to how money kind of makes you feel because of those because of those memories because of those beliefs you can also dig into what it represents and what you kind of need in terms of a like a baseline or just enough to feel safe so again this will be really different for different people so some people might need like really strict budgets to know exactly which money is going where at what date of the month other people will need the same thing but in a looser formation like okay we have this much money for home stuff this much money for saving this much money for pension whatever it is and yeah and that can feel and that level of safety is enough for them and other people will need something totally different like some people just don't need that to feel safe but the piece about safety is really really important because that is often the thing we are responding to within fights about money so often something has been triggered around one person is spending too much or saving too much (laughs) whatever it might be but something about safety is most likely being kind of activated in those moments so think about what it is your relationship to money and safety and how what what it is you need to feel safe and what it is that it's not happening within your relationship at the moment that might be causing that and causing conflict around it and then also talk about how you enjoy money I think that we part of the way we relate to money will also tell us a lot about our relationship with money but what are the ways that money brings enjoyment to your couple so does it mean you save up for holidays does it mean that you're saving up for like retirement when you're much older and you have this plan of like longed for um, adventure or whatever it's going to be or do you enjoy money like by going out to eat dinner or exploring new places or or does it give you kind of joy and enjoyment to give to other people to save other people like what are the the ways in which you relate to money but in in terms of enjoyment and I think that again because of our beliefs and experiences the way that we're able to access the enjoyment of money which is I mean really it's a made-up thing like we've created this as humans it's not it's not a thing but it's also essential. And that sort of intersection is really hard for us to hold, I think, as human beings. Yeah. And once there is kind of freedom within money, how, what does it mean in terms of enjoyment? What does it mean in terms of guilt? I think there's lots about that around, oh, if we're doing this, this feels too decadent. Like someone could know and it's shameful. This like, we shouldn't be diving into the enjoyment of money like this. It's, it's gross in some way. And I think there we'll find layers of religiosity and if you've grown up in religious family again money means like different things to different religions but there's a sense of conserving a sense of sharing a sense of um giving back and of not money not being too showy I think was a was something that I bumped into in my um childhood and that's something about that visible excess I think that's what it is that um, appears like excess that is somehow shameful or not okay so yes talk about how you enjoy money how you'd like to enjoy money so maybe you're not enjoying it at the moment or maybe you're feeling so unsafe that you can't 
um, access sort of activities through money that are exciting to you. But speak about all of that. And remember when you have these conversations to always go back to speaking from your experience without kind of judgment or um, evaluation of your partner. So you're using I statements saying this is how I feel in these situations, this is how I experience it. And then that leaves space for your partner to hear you and also for them to do the same. Speak about what you are most fearful about money. So what are your fears? Like if you kind of do that exercise that we sometimes do in therapy, like called playing it forward, and we'll say something like, I'm frightened of this. And then I'll say, what happens if that happens? And then what? And then what? And what does that mean? And really sort of push it to its outer limits. Um, And sometimes, mostly, it will be about, again, about safety, that we'll have not enough money to look after our children or not enough money to pay for somewhere to live, not enough money as we get older. Yeah, there's just often like really sort of tender things that will be at the end of that um, sense of lack of safety. So speak about what are you most fearful about money and what would it mean? It would mean you would be vulnerable, you would be alone. What, What would it mean? And talk about those things again, like really gently with each other and know that sometimes these things are most often they are not rational, but sometimes they are. And no matter, you don't have to get into judgments of this doesn't make sense or that would never happen. Just be open to the idea that these are people's fears and that's the end of it. You don't have to kind of critique them um, or comfort people out of them, just hear them. And then once you've gone through all of these kind of different explorations they're not stages but you could do them in similar order and then go into planning and kind of dividing tasks between you just always checking in and not assuming so have like a loose money plan between you the way that you'll speak about it how often you'll speak about it how often you'll check in what other um, situations in which you don't feel safe and would like to remind your partner about that or want more clarification about something or whatever it is. So do all of this kind of emotional and and thinking work before you get to this planning work. And I think that this is often where conflict comes in around money is that we skip right to the planning and dividing tasks. And because we don't have a, an understanding of the beliefs and the fears and the meanings um, behind like all of our money stuff with each other, that those planning and task dividing times just don't work because we have the sense of not being understood or that our partners maybe not getting how important this is to us or how how differently we see the, the situation. And then once you are in that sort of space, and I think this is one of those things that you move into and out again and into and out again. It doesn't mean once you've done this process, you'll never have conflict about money. I don't think that's realistic, but just to think of it in terms of a a cycle of kind of checking in, establishing safety and moving on, checking in, establishing safety and moving on. And then you also get to decide in these conversations what you want to model for your children. So what is important for you that they that you kind of pass to them and what would you like to let go of? So what are some of the feelings and fears you don't want to pass on to your kids if you have them? And yeah, and how in practical terms that will look. So will you talk to them about investing? Will you talk to them about saving? Will you... Will it be more practical around this thing costs this money or 
how will you do it? Will you talk about um, poverty? Will you talk about different social structures and about privilege and about kind of generational wealth around creating money, around earning money, all of those sorts of things? And you get to decide what's right for your family and what feels safe for both of you. So yes, I think this is also one of those things that can be a bit frustrating because people often just want something to be quick. We Like human beings, we want things to be easy. We want them to just to work and just to feel safe and just to be okay. And I, I suppose a big piece of this money um, relationship and conversation is also around patience, around knowing that these things will need time if you're only beginning to look at unpacking the way you feel about money and the way you relate to it in your relationship. So yes, I hope this has been helpful as like a teeny introduction. Please get in touch with any questions or um, anything that's not clear and I will happily discuss further. Okay, chat to you soon. Bye. If any of these episodes are helpful or strike a chord in some way, and you would like to do further work either on your own or together as a couple or you would like to do a couples course have a look at my website I'll, it's in the show notes and get in touch I would love to chat with you thank you so much for being here today if you'd like to get in touch I'm on Instagram at grounded underscore families You can send me a DM or a voice note to my DMs or an email. I'd so love to hear from you. Please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. It really, really helps to get the podcast out in front of more listeners. And I'll see you again next week. Take care.